to see that idea of, you know, leadership isn't just about the position you're in. It's about the life that you live and the service that you give to everyone and how you can influence others by not only the things that you say, but more importantly, by the things that you do. Welcome to the Twins Talk Tech Leadership Podcast, where we highlight and explore the views of thought leaders and organizations across the tech industry. We're presenting topics on leadership, sales, and trends from our perspective as individuals and, of course, as twins. Welcome to the Twins Talk Tech Leadership. What makes you effective as a leader? It's not the title that you've been given or the position that you actually have. What does it mean to be a leader who leads from a position of service, who sees his or her role as a privilege versus someone who looks at his or her role as a position that they have somehow deserved? Today, we're fortunate to have a leader, the visionary behind Solutions Granted. Michael Crean is the CEO. He's a combat veteran, and we're going to learn his thoughts about the industry, trends that he sees. Maybe perhaps he'll touch on the innovative approaches that he's taking as a company to help provide solutions for his clients. Solutions Granted is an MSSP solution for the IT service provider and the MSP channel space. Michael, thank you for joining Twins Talk Tech Leadership. How are you? I'm doing very well, how are you? I'm doing wonderful. Before we get going, I wanna thank you for your service to our country. I grew up in a military family. My twin is served in the service, so please note, we're extremely grateful and we love that you bring that spirit of service, not just for your organization, but for what you've done for our country. I appreciate that. Thank you. Well, as we get going here, I want to say who isn't intrigued to learn more about your journey. So <laughs> tell us about your background, your leadership journey. Maybe give us a brief overview of your military service to what led you to begin your company and what you're learning about yourself through this journey. Well, that's a lot right there. Um, you know, I think I, I would say that my service and leadership journey started when I joined the military, but as I re if I think back and I really think about the things that I saw that my parents were doing that were important to me, you know, some of those things of leadership are the idea of, hey, you know, what did my mom and dad complain about? Did they just do their job and they do it well? And did they show up every day? And we're talking about people that were factory workers. You know, my mom and my dad both worked for General Motors. They both worked. My grandparents worked for General Motors. And so to see that idea of, you know, leadership isn't just about the position you're in. It's about the life that you live and the service that you give to everyone and how you can influence others by not only the things that you say, but more importantly, by the things that you do. And I think I'm really more inspired by my mom and dad every day because like, who wants to go to a windowless factory every day and work inside of these four walls that's hot as hell with no air conditioning, that's a terrible working environment. And I can honestly tell you, I never heard them complain once. Not one time in my life did I ever hear them complain about that job that they were doing. And I think that is a level of leadership that they inspired me that I didn't even know I was being inspired with. So I think my journey started long before the military and I just didn't know it. And then I had this wonderful opportunity of nine years of service to, you know, support and defend the Constitution of the United States, which was really important to me, something that, you know, was it was a pure joy. I mean, not everything was obviously a joy. There's a lot of hard times in there and 
you know, I look back on it now and what I really remember are the good times and how they drove me to be a better person and how they inspired me to take care of others. And, you know, the military has got this saying and it's never above, never below, always beside. Nice. And I think that's a really important thing that we have to remember as a community, especially in the IT services community. When we start talking about MSPs and MSSPs and IT service providers, we're not really doing a great job of being a community of leaders to one another. And there's a lot of, you did this wrong or you did that wrong and not seeking the responsibility. And if we stop thinking about the above, below, but always beside, maybe we can reframe this a little bit better and the journey becomes a little easier. Love it, love it. And, And before we dig into that a little bit more, you recently gave a keynote about leadership being a privilege. And before we dig into that, I want to ask you a little bit more about your organization at Solutions Granted. You have MSPs out here, your managed service providers. Sometimes there's a need or feel or pressure to want to add that S in what they do, but they're really not anywhere near being a managed security (laughs) service provider. So talk about your role and your company, what you're doing, and why there might be some confusion instead of these MSPs just saying, let's just outsource this. So I think some of the confusion comes from some of the manufacturers Mm. that, you know, they're buying technology from. And it's this idea, and you've heard it from very powerful business innovators, and they're providing you this amazing technology. And because they provided it to you, the advice that they're giving is like, okay, well, now you're a security provider. Well, maybe you're providing a security tool that doesn't make you a security provider, And there's this, you know, I think it was the VARs became MSPs and they went from a break fix type mentality into more of a firm fix contract, you know, offering a better, more stack. And there just seems to almost be this evolution of, well, if you're an MSP, you have to evolve to being an MSSP, which I always use the analogy and I tell people that every surgeon is a doctor, but not every doctor is a surgeon. So, you know, in that mindset, you don't have to be an MSSP. Now, you've got some options. You can build it and become one. You could buy it, and then all of a sudden you have one, or you could partner with it. Obviously, the easiest path to success if you're in the beginning of the journey and you don't want to staff 24 hours a day, seven days a week, 365 days a year, and have at a minimum three people on every shift. And it has to be a minimum of three because if you only have two, well, obviously, if you have one and you get sick, then you don't have a shift. If you have two and somebody gets sick or takes vacation, well, now that person can't go to the bathroom. They can't eat lunch. They can't, you know, anything during their shift, which is not good. And that's not long-term sustainable. So your minimum to staff this, and that's a lot of people. It's a lot of time. It's a lot of training. And then you need all of the tools behind it. So I think as a... As a pure play, managed security services provider, we find ourselves in this position of being a heart surgeon. We don't want to be a general practitioner. We don't want to do the really hard work of what the MSPs are doing because it's hard work. Answering all of those questions, being the go-to for everything, we would rather really be so amazing and good at what we're doing and be focused, be truly subject matter experts in this narrow field compared to all of the IT field. Yeah, that is so true. That is so true. I, I wanted to ask you as follow-up to that, uh, what about partnerships makes the most sense for a lot of these MSPs? You're at these conferences, you're, inter- you're, you're interfaced with all these smaller, sometimes mom-and-pop MSPs, mm-hmm. they're trying to grow, they're getting training, coaching, they're getting all these evaluations, and 
well, we know we need to add a cybersecurity stack. We know we need some type of support. And this is where Solution Granted comes in. This is how you provide that extra layer of support for their clients. So how do you make that connection, that partner to say, hey, this is the way to go forward? We'll be right back after this short break. I am delighted to announce that App Meetup's customers can now benefit from the presentation and speaking training courses with our integration and partnership with DSB Leadership Group. DSB Leadership Group is committed to providing training and resources to support professionals becoming more effective communicators and increase their impact and value. And that is the reason why App Meetup and DSB Leadership Group have formed a partnership to make sure that our MSPs, which is you, can be effective and powerful speakers in the community. Whether you are hosting a major conference, a specialized training, or a year-end corporate event, finding the right keynote speaker or breakout speaker should be at the top of your priority list. Partner with Elite Speaker Services to book speakers according to your specifications and needs. Elite Speaker Services has the depth of speakers and the experience to bring you peace of mind and a successful event. Go to EliteSpeakerServices.com for all your event needs. Let us deliver the message your audience needs to hear. Let us deliver beyond your expectations. Are you an MSP looking to strengthen the relationships that you have with your clients? Look to reinforce your value by maximizing your QBRs. Simplify the approach by turning any account manager into a virtual CIO with a humanized IT framework. Visit humanizeit.biz and start to create genuine human connections through better conversations rather than just presentations. Humanize IT. Are you someone who dreads public speaking? Does the mere thought of getting up in front of a crowd make you break out in a cold sweat? Well, fear no further because there's a solution that can help you overcome your fear and master the art of public speaking. Introducing our book, Talk It Up, a guide to successful public speaking. This comprehensive guide is perfect for anyone of any age in any profession if they want to improve the public speaking skills. Whether it's for a work presentation, a conference, a job interview, giving a toast at a wedding, or even a TED talk. With Talk It Up, you'll learn how to craft and deliver a powerful speech that engages your audience and leaves a lasting impression. You'll discover techniques for controlling your nerves, protecting your idea, projecting your voice, using your body language, all to keep your audience engaged. Plus, you get tips on everything from creating an outline to using visual aids to managing a Q&A session. Imagine being able to speak confidently and being able to captivate your audience. With Talk It Up, you can become a skilled public speaker in no time. And the best part, it's available on Amazon. So you can start reading today and take your first steps to become a confident public speaker. Don't let your fear of public speaking hold you back any longer. Order your copy of Talk It Up today and start speaking with confidence. We simply start off in a very collaborative manner. Yeah. Tell me about yourself. Tell me about your business. Tell me about your stack. Tell me about your clients. Everybody's clients are a little bit different, and they're in a different place in this journey because cybersecurity is not a destination. It's mm. a journey. 
And when you think about it that way and you understand that the budgets that a five-person organization has may not be as rich, may not be as much as a hundred-person organization because they're still trying to mature and they're still understanding their place in the world and how they secure this data. And so we really take a lot of time in the very beginning to hear, to listen, to understand what they're going through, to also understand the tools that they've already purchased and the services that they have. I, I have this analogy about a Ford Chevy truck conversation all the time. And I drive a Ford truck. I obviously said earlier, you know, I grew up in a General Motors family, so I'm not driving the Chevy truck. I'm driving the Ford truck. But when I look at it and if somebody tells me, hey, I'm using Huntress and they've got Windows Defender, I was like, all right, you got the Chevy truck. There's nothing wrong with it. It's great. It's fact, it's absolutely amazing. Now, let's talk about just leaving that in place because you're in a really good spot there. Let's talk about some other pieces to this that maybe Huntress can't do, or maybe you haven't even thought about where the attacks are coming from and what those threat actors look like. And so let's leave this one alone. Let's fix this other stuff over here, and then let's help you figure out how you educate your clients to get them aware of where the risk truly lies. Yeah, I love that. I love that. And, and, and what I appreciate more than anything else is you're educating them to understanding there's ways to provide the right solution. And the fact you're asking the questions. You're not making assumptions, you're asking the questions. Before we go into talking more about leadership being a privilege, I've got to ask a question that might seem out of left field. You served our country on the battlefield. Mm -hmm. I believe today the greatest threat starts at the cyber level. We talk about the cyber warfare. You've got countries now attacking organizations and businesses. Not businesses attacking businesses, not private hackers. You've got countries attacking businesses. Can you talk about if there is indeed any correlation, just a threat? You know, we shouldn't be thinking to ourselves, well, I hope this never happens to my client. It's probably going to happen unless you take the measures. But talk about the challenge of understanding that the warfare of, on the cyber level might be more precedent and important to understand than just the physical that's out there. Oh, I mean, absolutely. I mean, like, look, it's... It's hard to load a bunch of troops. You try to move 10,000 troops anywhere in the world with all of the surveillance and all of the satellites and all of the intelligence that we have as a country, and same as our adversaries, they know when we're doing it. We're not doing that in secret. I mean, you want to move a five-man team, a 10-man team, sure. That's easy. But when you start moving in mass, that's an incredibly difficult task to do it and not be seen. When it comes to cyber... It's not hard. It's easy. You're attacking from anywhere in the world at any moment. And if you're not, if you're keeping it close to the chest and you decide to run this attack, then you run it. And so it is countries attacking countries, but it's also countries attacking businesses. And when you look at what has turned into, call it ransomware as a Mm -hmm. business, you call it whatever as a business, all of these script kitties, all of these kids out there, all of these people that are looking to make a quick buck and they buy the code and they put it out there and they get, you know, paid off every hit that happens. So this is this is truly right now this digital frontier is turned into a battlefield and we are fighting for our existence. I mean, you think about what happened at the Colonial Pipeline. Oh my gosh. I mean, and I live on the East Coast. And to see, I'm headed to a Washington Capitals hockey game, and we're all hearing about this, and we're heading. We come back hours later, and there's a Sheets gas station that's not a quarter of a mile from my office. And there is a line out the Sheets gas station going down the road, wrapping around the corner, going down the next road, because people are in so much fear 
of not being able to get gas because the Colonial Pipeline has taken a hit and they're going to shut the systems down to safeguard them, which means gas isn't coming. No one's getting it. And so the panic ensues that goes along with that. And, you know, that could have been the end game. Yes. I mean, not just the hit and what they stole, but then the ransom, the bitcoins, and then all of the panic that happens that sets in. When you tell somebody in just about any country, but more probably here in the United States, hey, you can no longer just go to the gas station and get gas, people panic. They do. And they're going to get it. <laughs> not even, like, I, got a, I got three quarters of a tank of gas, man. I'm going to go get another quarter because I can't, nope, can't do with it. So wow. yes, this is, this is something that we're dealing with, it's, and it's reaching all of us. Yes, it is. It is. Even for people like me who are very ignorant at times of understanding the importance of protecting, let's say, your organization, and then you hear these news, they're like, oh, no, those are the big companies. No, companies get attacked at all levels, and it's changing. Well, I, but I, it's not just the big companies. Yes. The big companies are the ones that are reporting it. The big uh, companies are the ones yes. that, you know, True. whether it's leaked, whether it's a mandatory reporting requirement. But you think about like the backbone of this country, small businesses, how many small businesses get hit with ransomware every day and nobody knows because they don't report it. Wow. You know, they don't want the brand recognition or brand, you know, tarnish. They don't want whatever it is. They're afraid. They're scared. They're not even sure what their reporting requirements are. And so it probably happens hundreds of times a day in this country and we don't even know it. Wow. That's amazing. That's amazing. I want to ask you about your keynote, what you've been really building up, because when people look at you, they obviously respect what you've done in the industry. They learn about your background and they respect what you've done for our country. And you develop this, this not just mindset, not this message, but talking about why leadership is a privilege. And you give us a little backdrop of your family and how you learn so much about character and leadership from them. But for our listening audience, you may not know, he has not one, not two, not three, not four, but five children with four girls. <laughs> so you talk about leadership, it's starting at home. But how would you define leadership as a person? So you've got two types of leaders here. You've got the ones that feel like they've earned it or they deserve it. And they act in that manner. They're not kind. They're not compassionate. They're not gracious. And they walk around with this ego, yeah. if you will. And that doesn't inspire me. You know, what inspires me is, and I gave the example yesterday of Michael Jordan. Yeah. Um, I think that that is a... That is a leader of responsibility. That is a leader that understood, you know, how much of a privilege it was. And he showed up early. He stayed late. He worked harder and he inspired others to follow his example, not through his words, but through his actions. And I believe as a leader, a true leader, and not everybody is always a, you don't always think of it as a privilege. I mean, we're human. We make mistakes. Everybody's got an ego. We fall, we get up, we fall, we get up. But as long as you're staying far more to that side of this being, that privilege, I mean, think about it. People are saying, okay, I will follow you. I will listen to you. I will do what you say because your ideas, your thoughts, your wisdom, your guidance is also going to be my success. So when you're a follower to a leader, you've given so much of yourself so you really have to treat it like it's a privilege because yes. people are giving it. It's their free will. They're not committed because they have to be. They're committed because they want to be. 
So I believe that idea of privileged, you know, treating it that way and respecting it and continuing to nurture it every day. I love it. I love it. And and even in your keynote, you talked about just the 11 foundational principles. Oh, the 11 principles of leadership that were founded in the army in 1953. Yes. Yes, sir. I love that. And then you can literally do an entire message on all 11 of those, but you only touched on a couple of them. You actually said some things that were really striking to me. You said you got to fail, you fall, but you get up, you know, and if you're willing to learn, you keep getting up. Mm-hmm. And to me, that's great leadership. You could be the ceiling of your company and your company just doesn't grow, it gets stagnant, or you could be the one to say, as I keep growing, the company will come with me. And that's what you've been preaching. That's what you're teaching. And but you said something interesting yesterday, and I, I was hoping you can, you could touch on this, Michael. You said you've got to be an eagle, and you talk about just how the eagle is not only the mascot, the representation of our country, but you talked about the perspective of a leader and how you can learn to be an eagle. Can you touch on that a little bit for us? Sure. So an eagle has no natural predators. Well. In the wild, in the there's wild. no natural predators. The, we're, the we're predator crazy. that we ha- that the eagle has is us. We are its predator. But if we take away us out of the equation and we think about the wild, wild yeah. kingdom out there, the eagle is it. The eagle is that one creature when the storm comes that it doesn't go home. Mm-hmm. What the eagle does is the eagle soars higher and higher and higher to get above the storm, to escape what is coming, but not to escape to hide, but to escape to understand, to escape to see. And if we as leaders of men and women, and as we as leaders, our families and our children and our community, when we know the storm is coming, I mean, there's a lot of people that will go and run and hide and they'll, you know, cower in the corner and they don't want to, they don't want to talk about it. They don't want to think about it. And if I just leave it alone, it'll pass. Well, that doesn't really work. You know, that's not really ever going to be the answer. But if we take a moment to step back and rise above it and we go above the storm and we know the storm is coming and we can see it or we didn't see it coming and it happens and we quickly step back to assess the situation, to understand what's going on and then make some really good timely decisions that are calculated, you know, based on maybe a little bit of emotion because emotion drives good things, but mostly on that logic of understanding we act far more like an eagle. And when you look, like, have you ever looked at the picture of a, of a, of a bald eagle and said, yeah, what a wimpy animal? Never. No. Like, this Never. is a regal bird. This is a yes. bird of power. This is yes. a bird of prey. This is a bird that when you look at it, it's like, man, that is a majestic creature. You know, and I think that's what you want. You want to present as a leader. You want to present mm-hmm. the power of compassion. Yeah. That's what you really want to present. I love that. And what you said was such an inspirational quote, or at least the, the point you made about le- the eagles rise above. When the storm is there, and as CEOs, as leaders, as business leaders of your companies, you've got to look at these storms that come, and they come. You don't run from it. You can't pretend it's going to disappear or dissipate. You've got to rise above that. Maybe take a step back to get a better view, clearer view. And say to yourself, how can I help lead this organization through this storm? And that's what eagles do. They rise above it. I love that. You also talked about two types of leaders yesterday. And and it got me thinking about this concept of leadership as a privilege, even within the IT space. You said that leaders are either reward-based or responsibility-based. And to me, some of the greatest leaders I've ever been around have been willing to say, my fault. Mm -hmm. I own that. 
And yet we don't ever hear, well, let me take it back. We don't hear that often. We don't hear and, it near often enough. Yeah, yeah. that's why I, I didn't want to say right. never. It, it's rare. I mean, and, and that's one of the 11 principles of leadership that I learned in the Army and that, you know, coming back from 1953 of seeking responsibility and taking responsibility for your actions. And I think it's one of the reasons that threat actors do such a good job of paralyzing us as a community because we don't really want to accept responsibility yes. for the things that, you know, it's not a failure. Mm. It's it's winning and learning. It's not winning and failing. Yep. If we understand it, and we've had this happen to us. We can't be perfect because perfection doesn't exist. We're humans. We're going to make mistakes. We're absolutely fallible. And we've had a moment in time, you know, and it doesn't happen often, but it's absolutely happened where there's been a threat actor. It's come in. There's been a compromise and we didn't see it. And it was a new attack that we hadn't seen before. And the comments come as like, well, what are you going to do about this? Like, well, one, I just learned something. My team has learned something. And now we've got a different way of hunting for something that we've never seen before. And, you know, I'm sorry. We messed up. We made a mistake. I understand the impact to your client. We're going to work you through this. We're going to help you. We're going to give you all of the assistance that we can. Here's what I can tell you. That one's not going to happen again. I got you on the next one because get me once. Cool. Get me twice. mm -mm, Not happening. Yeah. And what I love about that, Michael, is it's such an opposite what you would see view in this space. You got this module, kind of like we got it all figured out. You're never going to be penetrated. You're never going to be attacked. And yet the perspective said, look, we're, we're just going to be transparent and honest with you. We're going to work with you. If something doesn't go right, we're going to own that and work you through this and correct that. That's what's often missing. And even from the CEO perspective, say, look, guys, I might be driving the vision. I might be pushing us with innovation, but I'm not I'm not always right. And, and I think that's what I love about what I'm hearing. So... Talk about what the culture's like then. Because I've been around your team, and to me, I love the team. I mean, there's almost this sense of, raw, we're going to do it, but there's this spirit of, we're comrades in this together. Yeah. And I felt that from every single interaction I've had with your team members. So talk about how you built that and how you're sustaining that culture at your company. We'll be right back after this short break. Are you projecting the right image to your market? Are you optimizing your name recognition and presence online? Elite Public Image is a leader in strategic communications and marketing solutions, ranging from public relations, brand communications, and content marketing strategy to social media and reputation management for businesses, professionals, and VIPs of all types. Whether you're looking to develop a particular brand or need a brand refresh, look no further than Elite Public Image. Visit ElitePublicImage.com and let Elite put their experience to work for you. Are you an MSP looking to strengthen the relationships that you have with your clients? Look to reinforce your value by maximizing your QBRs. Simplify the approach by turning any account manager into a virtual CIO with a humanized IT framework. Visit humanizeit.biz and start to create genuine human connections through better conversations rather than just presentations. Humanize IT. Are you tired of struggling to keep your team motivated and engaged? Do you wish there was an easier way to develop your employee skills and build a high-performing team? Well, look no further than Mercury Learning Library and Coaching. If you're a tech company that values happy, high-performing teams and leaders, Mercury is the solution you've been looking for. 
You'll have access to online training, bi-weekly group coaching to power up your employees, their skills, their leadership skills, their sales, and public speaking. And for CEOs and business owners, we have an offer exclusive just for you. It is a training track to help you lead your company to success. Here's the thing. Your employees want to grow and develop. They want to be motivated and engaged at work, but it's not always easy to know where to start. That's where Murky comes in. We provide specific development tracks for managers, employees, and HR leaders to help them achieve their goals and reach their full potential. Hey everybody, I'm Christina and I'm a brand and image strategist where we consult you on how you're coming across, how your total brand, um, social media, the way you speak, the way you look, the way uh, your website looks, and it's all important in encompassing especially effective communication. So I have a book that I'd like to recommend. This book called, called Talk It Up by David and Danny Sue Brown does exactly that. It goes step by step and it tells you exactly what you need to know. It is very easy to follow. It will boost your confidence. It will help you communicate effectively to your audience. Lead from the front, you know? Uh, I can't sit in the corner office and bark commands. One that doesn't feel good to me. It's not what my dad taught me. It's not what my mom taught me. It's not what the leaders in the military taught me. It's not what some of the most incredibly brilliant minds that I've been able to surround myself have taught me. And I am definitely a, hey, if the trash has got to get taken out, I'm not going to walk past it eight times and not do it. You know, that's a form of showing somebody that, you know, it's not beneath me. I'm willing to take out the trash. Who cares? It's not a big deal. That's the culture that we're looking. And I treat this very much like it's a team sport. Love it. You have to treat it like it's a team sport. You know, we go back to that idea when somebody is compromised. And if we are culpable, if there's something that we have done, I'm going to own it. I'm going to tell you that we own it. But at the same time, and I tell MSPs that are partnering with us, like, look, if you're not forcing your clients to do the right things, you're going to set me up to fail. Yes. And, and here's some basics that you have to do. You've got to do X, Y, and Z. And if you do them, you're giving me a better chance to mm. survive the fight with you and then do my part that I have to do for you. If you set me up to fail, well, I'm going to fail. And so then if I fail after I told you that I'm being set up and not intentionally, well, kind of, because if, you know, you're not able to mature or lead or get your clients to do the right thing because it's the right thing because we all agree that it's the pretty right simple thing, yeah. to understand that that is the right thing. So I think it's a lot of that culture. And, and honestly, I mean, for lack of better words, owning my own shit. Yeah. Like, you know, I'm going to tell you, and I tell this to everybody every day. And it's like, hey, look, if you want to watch somebody make mistakes, follow me around. Wow. I got a whole lot of decisions that I'm going to make every day. And I'm going to tell you they're not all going to be right. Yeah. But what I'm going to do is tomorrow I'm going to do that better. I've got to ask you a couple questions as we wrap up, Michael, if that's okay. Sure. And when you think about your company and you think about what you're building, I got to read this statement and I'm going to let you respond. And then I'm going to ask you to tell me what's next for you. Okay. But if you go to Michael's website and for our listening audience out there today, when you go to the website, what I love about who they are, it says at solutions granted, we stand as the elite guardians of managed service providers driven by the unwavering principles of service and honor. 
Our mission is to safeguard the digital front, front lines, fortify the defense of those who tirelessly protect others. When I read that, when I hear that, it tells me, I know you're working hard. I know you're trying to protect your clients. I know you're trying to do what's best, but we're here for you. And to me, that's what leadership is. That I mean, I got inspired when I saw this. I'm like, wait a second, I already know I'm talking with them. I know I'm already getting some audience with them. But to me, that is seen and felt even through this. I love that. And to it, me, if I'm an MSP, why wouldn't I go, he's got my back? Do you know how many times I've read that statement? And you're reading it, and I'm getting goosebumps over here. Like, there, it's, it's so important to me. It's so important that people understand that this isn't just words coming off of a page, that there is true emotion behind this. I mean, and I know nobody can see that I'm getting goosebumps over here, but I'm going to tell you, when you're reading that, like, it's like, yeah, that's who we are. Like, that is important to us. And I want that to be important to you. I want you to know that you didn't have to build out your own sock. You didn't have to become your own MSSP. You didn't have to have somebody awake 24 hours a day, seven days a week, waiting for that one thing that triggers the idea and understanding there's a compromise starting to take place because we got you. Yeah, You know, we have got never above, never below, always beside. I love it. Always beside. That fires me up. And, And as we wrap up, Michael, if you don't mind me asking, as a speaker, what are you learning about yourself from being on stage? And then wrap it up with what's next for you guys. Oh, man. You know, every time I get on stage, I'm still nervous. I still have a little – I've got a lot of imposter syndromes like, oh, man, who's going to call me out? What are they going to get for me? What am I going to do wrong? What am I going to say wrong? Um, the best compliment that I've gotten coming out of this show is somebody walked up to me and said, hey, I think you guys recorded that presentation. Would you mind sending it to me because – I believe that all of my employees in my company should hear this. And it's like, wow, you know, if, if that's what I just did for one person, everything was worth it for me. I mean, I just need, if I could just give one person every day something to think about that inspires them, I'm living the most blessed life that I could ever possibly dream. And it, it, it blows me away. It's so humbling. That is awesome. So humbling. That's um, awesome. You know, what's next for us? We're going to keep doing the same thing. We're going to keep picking it up. We're going to keep putting it down. We're going to keep our eye on the ball. We're going to keep looking at the threat landscape to understand where changes are coming. You know, we're going to keep evolving. We're not going to sit still. You know, it's not going to necessarily be another piece of technology because I think that's a bit of a problem with it is there's so much technology being thrown at everybody today, but it isn't the technology that fixes the problem. It's people that fix problems. Nice. You go to your mechanic, yeah. not for the tools, but for the person. Love it. We go to us, not for necessarily the tools, because the tools are important. But I'm going to tell you, my people are way more important than those tools. Michael, I want to thank you for joining our program. This has been such a joy to have this conversation. I want you to come back. I want to dig deeper into your speaking, dig deeper into the work you guys are doing there, Solutions Granted. Thank you for sharing about how leadership and why leadership really is a privilege. We lead side by side doing what we do to help build and protect this industry and the clients that we serve. Thank you for joining me, Michael. Thank you, sir. I appreciate the time. Thank you for listening to the Twins Talk Tech Leadership. Please subscribe, download, and share this program. Learn about sponsorship opportunities and become featured on our program. Follow us on LinkedIn and other social media platforms. Be sure to also give our other program, Twins Talk It Up, a listen as well. 
we will see you next time in the next episode of Twins Talk Tech Leadership.